Hello and welcome to the American Horror Story Podcast, brought to you by Bald Move. We're the officially unofficial podcast. Happy Halloween, freaks. For FX's American Horror Story. Is it American Horror Story? Yeah. I'm all confused. American Horror, Horror Story. Story, colon, freak show. Colon, freak show, season four. Brought to you by BaldMove.com. I got that in there, right? BaldMove.com. I'm, I'm your, your host, Cecily. And I'm your host, Aaron. <laughs> Uh, this is a horror show. My God. Uh, we're talking about Edward Mordrake Part 2. It's the fourth episode of this season. Boop, and boop. I personally, 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 I think it's the best one. What is your take? Um, I liked this episode a lot. I found that there are some slight inconsistencies, but overall, I liked it. I liked hmm. the backstories of all the characters. It was interesting. Yeah, especially with some of the smaller some of the guest star type characters i thought that was extremely efficient storytelling uh the way they uh busted you know we, we got uh paul the human seal the illustrated seal the illustrated seal yes legless Susie. legless Susie. i feel like uh got a lot of elsa mars which i wasn't even expecting yeah i mean do you get the impression that not all freaks have dark pasts in histories, like I can't imagine that Mopatite and Amazon Eve have come from really dark places to find themselves there. I think that they. I don't know. I mean, Ma, so Mopatite, uh, the actress that plays her, seems like a genuinely happy person. Yeah. And she's only like 19 years old. So what does she know about life? But she she seems like she's just really happy uh, all the time. Interesting enough, Matt Frazier, who plays Paul the Illustrated Seal, uh-huh. seems like he had a great life. Yeah. His mom loved him. Uh, he had very positive self-esteem. He's oh, are you been... talking about real life now? Yeah. Okay. I thought you. Okay, so I thought you were talking about freak show. Freak. Freak show. I thought you were talking about their characters in the freak show universe. Ah. I'm. I'm merely saying that the reason Edward Mordrake didn't visit some of these other side characters and we didn't get their backstories ah. is because I don't think they necessarily had trouble. I don't know. I, I feel like the only one is, is maybe maybe out of time. I would love to see him visit Dell. He visited Pinheads, and they're like... Yeah, that's true. He did visit they're, them. They're like fae. They're like, like wild fae, woodland creatures that have are free from original sin. It's like, there's no shame in you, and just laughs in their face. The only shame is the fact that they were denied meatloaf. Who let them stay up that late? That's just irresponsible. <laughs> I feel like just they playing did, by themselves. They're the type of, like, you know how like sometimes twins... Yeah. Well, yeah, they're in the same bedroom and they're like three years old and they just get up in the middle of the night and they start playing because they don't know the concept of like it's it's bedtime. And Why do they have to be twins? I'm just saying. I used to share a bedroom with my brother. Okay, well, we were, we're, not always, gonna, we were always lawless creatures. We're so not going to delve a, into your, your dark history and dark past. I'm just <laughs> saying that the, the, the pinheads seem like that they are that type of people. They're just completely innocent. Yeah. They didn't know. They didn't know they're supposed to be in bed. No, they probably didn't even need to be in bed. Who cares? A loud noise woke them up, and they're like, oh, well, I'm not really tired. Let's go play. Let's go put on impromptu Halloween <laughs> party show. <laughs> Streamer fest. No, I, I thought it was a great episode. I, and I don't know whether it's coincidence or not, but it's also the shortest episode, and it lacked a song. You're right, it did. I've never been bothered by the songs, but I have been bothered by the length, and I feel like that making this a trim one-hour episode was played to the show's strengths. I did read a little blurb somewhere that I'm not that I can't credit to anyone because I don't remember. Maybe it's on Facebook that um, Ryan Murphy said there was only gonna, going to be like two more songs. Yeah, a total. It's not going to become a musical show. Yeah, someone on on our Facebook site said there's five musical episodes, 
but one of them is an all music extravagant. No, I don't know. I'm just making shit <laughs> up. All right. This episode was directed by Howard Deutsch. Deutsch. Who I'm sure everyone remembers me talking about uh, during True Blood. He directed a couple of those episodes in the last season. Um, he's the guy who did a lot of Howard Hughes stuff in the 80s, like Pretty in Pink and mm, things right, like right, that. Right. Um, the writer is a very interesting person named Jennifer Salt. Who is a 70-year-old former actress. Seems like most of her credits are in like the late 60s, early 70s when she did all of her acting type things. Hmm. She wrote a couple episodes for Nip Tuck, uh, American Horror Stories in the previous seasons. And she wrote the screenplay for Eat, Pray, Love. And I'm not giving you... Okay, I'm giving you the slightest bit of uh, paraphrasing of her career mm-hmm. as a writer. Mm-hmm. But that's basically it. That's interesting. Eat, Isn't pray, it? love, nip, tuck, and American Horror Story. Yeah. None of those things are Who, like the other. And she was an actress for most of her life. It's not like she wrote other things. It's these things she wrote. Hmm. So I just thought that was really interesting. She did a great job. No, I thought I thought so. I mean, it's interesting because I love this episode bunches, but I was surprised. It seemed like uh, the fan base was fairly divided about it, and we'll be getting to that in the feedback. Really? But now, you and I, time to tear into Edward Mordrake Part 2. The green fog is rolling in and visiting a variety of performers at Mrs. Mars Freak Show. Uh, Paul the Human Seal, we talked about. Paul the Illustrated Seal, rather. Yes. Legless Susie. Uh, the, pin, the, the Pinheads. Legless Susie killed a guy. She she had her legs taken from a spine for a, from a spinal injury reason when she was two years old, which I think is actually, if I remember the uh, interviews with the cast, I think mm-hmm. that that's actually her real life too. Hmm. And uh, she, well, there was a guy who's kind of dancing around, and he, he wasn't really being a prick about it. It's just like she's like, I'm tired of this guy parading his legs around in me. Stabbed him. Accidentally hit an artery and he died, mm-hmm. which she feels really bad for. Oh, and we also find out that Percival is the name of Edward Mordrick's back face. <laughs> really? Yeah. That does seem like an evil name. Yeah. Like La Susie. She killed a guy. She killed a guy. Paul is, uh, yeah, he just, I don't know. He seems like he just had a hard, people, uh, kids were hard on him growing up and he was seen as a monster, and he decided that if you want to see a monster, I'll give you one, and I'll get my body all tattooed. And he was going to get his face tattooed, but he said he couldn't because his face is too damn handsome. It is a handsome face. He has a handsome-ass face. Strikingly handsome face. Does he have... Great sh- hair. Does he have shorter legs, too? No. He actually has really... I, so he's, like, uh, average height? Uh, I don't know average. I So I was doing some research, and one of the skits that he does mm-hmm. is a burlesque show <laughs> where he does a strip tease, and he also has these really elegant prosthetic arms that he wears over his 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 real arms that he can manipulate. Right. And at, at the final part of the strip tease is he, like, teasingly takes those off, too. That's funny. Revealing his uh, little flipper, flipper things. <laughs> but he's got really nice legs. And he's also real life. He is a very talented drummer. Mm-hmm. He's been a drummer in a lot of different European bands and stuff. And he also is married to a beautiful burlesque dancer. Yes, she's an interesting looking woman. You're saying interesting like it's a bad thing. No, she's, no she's, I think she's very visually appealing. She doesn't do like traditional sexy wearing, uh, what, are the, what are those things called? Wearing pasties. She does really like 
it's art. visually interesting things. Yeah. Like that water photo you showed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She actually seems like she does things where she calls, uh, I mean, I think she views it as art and she does things that are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You would see in museums and stuff. But he's a super interesting guy. Uh, he seems like he has a rockin' life. Both of these people are passed over, including the pinheads, because Edward's looking for the pure freak, and these guys aren't it. Can I ask you a question? Yes, you may. He says he's looking for a pure freak. So why does he? why is he asking for everyone's darkness? Well, see, when I... I understand at the end, but I just don't understand how you... The cause... I, I mean, I don't think pure as in innocent. I think pure like, um, you know, they say orange juice is pure Valencia. It doesn't have anything else. Like you're pure, pure freak, you're freak through and through oh, to your soul. Oh, I didn't even Which think is why I thought my, my theory was that he was going to take Dell. Even though Dell seems like he's physically without blemish. Uh, in fact, he's got a champion physique. The fact that he is abusive and mean and has manipulated so many different people, I thought maybe. Oh, I think that's the reason why he didn't. I think that's just human nature. (laughs) Oh well, (laughs) dark take, but not dark in Bald Move headquarters. Uh, The green fog rolls up on Miss Mars, and I gotta say, the way she was running her mouth about being a star and you know want to yeah, hear all my new improved material and basically get me out of this fucking freak show. I thought she was a goner for sure. Was she offering to sleep with him? She said that you're not the first young man to come here looking to learn the ways of love. No. no he, but, she, but I've seen her sleep with someone to get out of a bind before. Sure. So surely she would sleep with someone to get herself into a big show? Yeah, and she also kind of threw herself at him when she found out he was actually Edward Mordrake. And <laughs> yeah. he said, I am no longer a man. You cannot fool me with your female charms or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought he was actually pretty cool. He's a pretty badass character. I like. Yeah, he's cool. I think Edward Mordrake is a very interesting character. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But we'll be talking about more uh, more of him in particular later and as as he relates to Twisty. But uh, he he a, a, after she goes on and on, he cuts her short and says, it's not your talent that renders me speechless, it's your delusional ignorance. And she protests that she's not a freak as all of his dead menagerie of freaks hold her down and pull her legs off. And he says, nothing's more craven than a freak that pretends to be a zookeeper when she is a diseased animal herself and demands to hear of her darkest hour. And that's when the credits roll. Afterwards, Jimmy and Esmeralda run out of gas on his motorcycle. This apparently is immediately after the officer uh, rousted them from the phone booth. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, look, we need to get off the road. She's like, I ain't walking through a dark woods with you, freak boy. <laughs> He's like, you're not my type. And she's like, oh, pretty face isn't your type. And about then a car comes down the road, runs him off into the woods. Yep. Anything to say? Or I'm going to um, keep rolling because yeah, we got a go lot to it. talk about later. Uh, there's a the, the 23-year-old trick-or-treater who shaves is stuck in the school bus with the picnicker. Oh. <laughs> he's afraid he's going to die, and the picnicker says, look, nobody's going to die. She's she's, she's, quickly, this, she's turning to John McClane. Yeah, she's quickly figuring out that he is completely useless. He can't even untire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like your son when we ask him to look for anything. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't. I can't do it. It's not there. True story. It's not in front of my five-degree arc vision. <laughs> Twisty comes back, uh, start, he's going to start a performance, and he opens up the door, and Picknicker bum-rushes him. 
bull rushes him, in fact. Did you see her look at the 23-year-old shaving trick-or-treater? Yeah, like, are you going to... She's like, I could tell you about the plan I'm about to hatch, or I could just make a run for it. Right. The little boy, he'll make it out fine. (laughs) Yeah, but the little boy, he's just too weak, because apparently they've been fed nothing but candy and precious little of that. Yeah, I don't think they've even eaten that. Oh, yeah, because I don't... She said he doesn't feed us. He, I mean, the clown said he fed them candy, but she said he... He could just be delusional. Yeah. I got some takes on that, too, but... It's um, probably throwing, like, worms in there. Johnny and Esmeralda are about to resume their journey. Uh, Jimmy. Do you, have you been calling the, him Johnny? No, I'm sorry. Jimmy and es- Esmeralda <laughs> are about to resume their journey when they witness the twisty comes rampaging out of the woods to recapture Picnic Girl. He tackled her hard. Yeah. You saw them, like, do barrel rolls yeah. down the road. <laughs> barrel rolls. Jimmy decides to cowboy up, and he's going to try to help this girl as we go back to uh, Miss Mars' Carnival of Green Fog while she's telling her story. Apparently, back in Berlin, 1932, she worked in a very kinky sex club. There's people pissing in pots. There's a pregnant pregnant carpet munching. There's lots of <laughs> lots of gay and lesbian sex. There is a what most depraved of all a sexy puppet show. <laughs> that I, was horrifying. I don't think I'll be able to sleep f- right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was so shocked that the sitting on rusty nails on a toilet didn't even phase me. Later but you know, on. we did watch this in slow mo, so we could fully absorb <laughs> we, it. That's the type of people. I think, yeah, I think it, they were just like tr- showing clips of things of people. We we're trying to take notes at the same touching. time. I'm like, oh, this isn't. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Write down all the fucked up shit. And Cecily turns to me and she says, put it on slow-mo. And I said, I love you and did. And then we watched it again. <laughs> <laughs> on, a, on, on, a, on a loop, like an eight millimeter film. <sighs> so first of all, let me f- finish the scene. She was a professional dom. Mm-hmm. She's into humiliating and inflicting pain in, on her clientele who are she, eating it up. And she never has sex with them. Never. She's not. Most pro doms don't. They, that's, that's part of their deal. They just, mm-hmm. uh, they just dish out the punishment. And she attracts a a wealthy clientele of watchers. The blue and, man group, I think she called it. <laughs> and uh, I got to say that the, I, was, I was fascinated at how great the makeup job di- department did at making uh, shit. Making Elsa look 20 years younger? Yes. But what's her real name? Oh, Jessica Lange. Jessica Lange looked 20 years younger. I mean, I... Uh, I was shocked. I was like trying to look and like, did they somehow go back and get old footage of her and something? It they was had remarkable. to have been just like shining a 100 watt light directly at her face to just blow it out, right? Well, they could and have then done ta- that. And then taped her back. So That's she- what I was going to say. They used some- And then put a wig on her so they have like nice, fluffy, platinum right. blonde hair and hide the tape, obviously. Right. And the binder clips. Yeah, the binder, <laughs> the binder clips holding six inches of skin at the back of her skull. Jessica Lang is still a good-looking woman, no, but she's not... I wouldn't kick her out of bed, but she <laughs> looks like she's had some miles put on them tires, and I just c- could not believe how well they just erased that. Do you ever think about how tongue-in-cheek this all is? You know, you have all these characters who are basically playing themselves on screen. yeah. And they're dealing with issues that they probably deal with in real life, only it's amplified because sure. you want that kind of shock and horror. Yeah. Are you saying that Jessica Lange Like the way that pro- Ma Petite doesn't like to be carried, but she allows herself to be carried for the purposes of the show. 
the way mm. that Paul the illustrated seal, Matt Frazier probably has dealt with the pain of having, you know, I don't know what the actual term of the condition is called. Yeah, but, it's like polydactylism or something crazy. Yeah, something like that. But they're all, I mean, it's just being illuminated. They're being called freaks and they're just being, you know, punished for this. I just think it's really interesting that you would subject yourself to that. While we return to, to Paul, uh, Matt Frazier, not only is he a good looking guy, surprisingly good actor. Convincing crier, convincing pain, life, life. Oh my life God, pain. just go marry Matt Frazier already. I kind of want to. I kind of want to. Yeah, no, he's a he's a good looking guy. No, that's not just that. I mean, he's, he's a really good looking and talented man. And I think it's like, man, there's a lot because it's not like he's got roles just handed down to him because he's got you know. Yeah, I don't think he's been in much other things. I mean, he's successful. Doing he's been in his a lot of documentaries, and oh, he's got. He? I guess his performances are like award winning. Oh. Just the, how um, subversive and clever they are. Yeah. But you know, I, he could really he would he could have been a no shit Hollywood star. Yeah. Had he not got the full full body tattoos and the the flipper arms. Yeah, and I think that's what makes their performance more convincing. Is like, how much of this are you saying that's actually real yeah. thoughts that you have? All right, I will tear myself away from from the glory that is Matt Frazier. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and the demon face says, this is not the worst of your story. This is not your deepest pain. Tell me about your legs. We go back to Esmeralda and Jimmy, and he's saying, hey, stay here. Why go check out the school bus? She's like, no, stay. No. 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 All right. She decides that she's going to come. And I think it's funny that she follows him, but she's kind of just like tromping and making tons of noise and tripping over her heels and all this she stuff. She is, and she's like lighting cigarettes and scoffing and rolling her eyes <laughs> yeah, and just like right. filing her nails. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, my God. Um, but uh, Jimmy goes up, scouts out Twisty's trailer, and he sees that the kids are inside, and he's like, holy shit, and then gets cold cocked by the dandy, as does Esmeralda. Dandy gotta knock you out. He did. <laughs> um... So we go back to Miss Mars's pain. The she explains that the Watchers made make blue many, man group movies. Make many blue man group movies with her, where she made men ejaculate gold, Ooh. alluding to her. Uh, it sounds pretty painful, but I think they're alluding to their her profitability. Mm. Uh, then, and during one film, she noticed there wasn't a co-star. They made her drink some stuff, and she got drugged, and apparently this is a snuff film, and they chainsawed off her fucking legs. <sighs> Pretty horrific. Yeah. And left her for dead. And the soldier boy, the same boy that she put in, uh, presumably a dog collar, and made sit on the rusty uh, uh, iron throne, so to speak, he saved her life, and she never forgave him for it because she wanted to die that day. I wonder if he's going to come back sometime. I, I wonder. I was going to ask you that same question. I mean, he was in love with her. Yes. He probably was following her around. Yes, and and for them saying, I never. I feel like that they're just setting up the drama in the future. I never. I could never forgive him. I feel like we'll see him again. Mm-hmm. Then the uh, he says that, but she says that ironically, the film made her star. It was distributed all over Germany. It was incredibly popular in the sicko snuff snuff circles. But unfortunately, her career was over because she's a she's a dominatrix and a singer and a dancer, and she's got no legs, no legs. And the demon's heard enough. He says, "This is the one," and she's actually at this point eager to die. She's like, "You know what?" I think she's always been eager to die. 
but she's kind of been in delusion. delusion oh, like about, the stars are now falling out of her eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like gotten real and gotten in touch with that pain. And just as he's about to take her, a toy piano plays, and he says, "Do you hear the music?" So, I, I, I guess I felt like that this guy was supernaturally aware of all the freaks in the area, mm-hmm. but apparently it was. And it's weird that like Elsa Mars triggered a performance on Halloween that summoned him, uh-huh. and yet he's coming to collect a person that's not in her show. Although I guess he was at one point. Maybe that's part of the it, yeah. maybe that's the loophole he's exploiting. I don't know how. And who knows how long ago that was? Because and, Jimmy, I mean, they all look like they're the exact same ages. Yeah. Right. No, I, I get that this has kind of been a recent thing for, for Twisty, which is kind of sheds light on why he was hanging around the carnival earlier on. Yeah. But um, no, I, I thought that, uh, and who knows how vengeful supernatural freak ghosts work. Maybe we'll find out. Because I don't <laughs> think, I, I for one don't feel like we're done with Edward Moore Drake or Twisty. But but we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Okay. Uh, Dandy is speaking of the music. Dandy is putting on a hell of a show in front of the school bus. Uh, he says he's got his lovely assistant, Tiny Tits, which is Esmeralda, put up in a box, mm-hmm. and his an accompaniment, the amazing Mr. Clown, and he's just banging on this little toy piano fort. For, what is a pianoforte? Yeah, or just piano. Piano. If you don't want to be some sort of pretentious asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I do all the time, and he's going to saw her in half to figure out how this trick works. And Jimmy is frantically trying to get the ropes off his wrist. He manages to slip out uh, and cold cock Dandy, pay him back to Twisty's general delight. Yeah. He thinks this is great. And he's like encouraging the kids to clap. The show must go on. The show must go on. But then everybody. Tr- true performance artist. <laughs> everybody tries to escape. Uh, Twisty ends up choking out Jimmy and is about to kill him with the scissors when, wouldn't you know it, in comes the green fog rolling in. Speaking of Green Fog, this show is sponsored by Lexus. Not this show, but American Horror Story Freak Show is sponsored by Lexus. Yes. And Wes Bentley, who is Edward Mordrake, is busy selling them cars. He is. And he is a good-looking man. He is. I bought a Lexus. I bought two Lexuses. If I, if or is I, it Lexi? Well, I got podcaster money, so I can't afford a Lexus. <laughs> uh, so uh, maybe in a couple years. But I, this is definitely on my wish list. I added to my Amazon wish list. <laughs> All the Lexuses. West Bentley? I just selected all the we- uh, the, the, the Lexuses and West Bentley and said add to Gibbs list. And Matt Frazier. I've only seen him in beards and like weird facial hair. Have you? So, yeah, because like... I'm pretty sure he looked just like that in Heroes. Uh, or am I, I transposing him with another man? I think you are. Nah, I'm going to look this up while you think about um, what you've done. But the only thing I can think of seeing him in was in the first oh, uh, Hunger he was Games. Oh, he was in uh, shit, American Beauty. He was the kid with oh, the video you're camera. Right. Yeah. Filming a shopping bag. Yeah, he was. Well, he was but a boy. He's grown into a handsome man. Yes, he has. And he looks good clean shaven, so I got to say. Yes, he does. Tiny Tits, speaking of Esmeralda, leads the escapees to the road. Uh, she saved them kids. She did. And Dandy trips uh, over his own dick, trying to chase her, and he throws out a pentahate. Uh, he keeps on one-upping himself on these I hate yous. He's up to five now. Will he go to the sex sex of hate? I think he'll go further Except because he's still alive. So se- octo hate? Octo hate. Oh, my God. I don't know if we have enough episodes left <laughs> to get to octo hate. Edward Moore Drake says, remove your mask, clown. And he does. And guess what? It's still a horror show. 
I know this is an American horror story. This is American horror show. Yeah, that's amazing. I don't know how they did the effects. I think they probably just put like a green cap on his chin and just said, go to town. Make this the worst you can imagine. When his tongue starts snaking out between his teeth, it's so fucked. Okay, it looks cool because it's creepy as hell. Mm -hmm. But how does your tongue survive a shotgun blast intact? Well, it's like the so so the double barrel is like a tongue depressor. The tongue's completely out of the, the blast. Well, then right how here. does the bottom of his jaw? <laughs> oh, I know. Okay. I have many physiological questions okay. about how It looks this cool actually... as hell, and this is where I give American Horror Story a free pass. I was, uh, you know, and here's the thing. Like, I, I'm going to give myself a couple pats on the back for calling this. Um, but I feel like they missed the opportunity by not having some some part of his, his head blown off, too. Which... I know. We discussed that last episode or yeah. the one before, but I was pretty sure that's where the skull cap came into play. Right. Because and maybe we can get... Oh, are we there? Wait. No, we're going to talk about his his his, uh, his, uh, his history. His gruesome head injury. And Edward says, if you just concentrate your mind, focus your mind, I can understand you. And then, uh, sure enough, uh, we don't have any problems understanding him as he relates his story mm-hmm. um, from there on out. John uh, Carroll Lynch, an oh. amazing actor, by the way, did not see that he had this in him. And we the phys- we talked about a lot of his physicality, but his voice, yeah, is playing the simple clown gave this such a yeah, just this, sweetness and sadness at the end. This sad, this meek voice who just has been so abused and doesn't honestly see any wrong. Look, look, I, I've, I, it's it's hard to find a non creepy clown. But when he was made up in the pure white and his makeup and he had that big face and he's in front of all his kids laughing, smile. I'm like, yes, that's a clown that you could bring to a birthday party. Yes. Because the thing is, is what's missing about most adults, the, the problem with most clowns is they're adults. Yeah. Trying to be childlike and it's kind of creepy right. where he really is childlike and he's able to connect with those kids right. and it has so much obvious joy. I felt good just watching him. Yeah. I was totally unprepared for the feels that I was getting from this clown. Would you say that he's a pure freak? <laughs> he was a pure freak. So you're right. He's looking for a pure freak. Well, you're the one that said that, but yes. No, no, no. But pure in the innocent t- uh, way, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, well, I don't know if it's innocent. Well, you're bringing it back around because he kind of is. I mm-hmm. mean, he does bad things later on, but I think, you know, where there's extenuating circumstances. But yeah. John Carroll Lynch, my God, what a performance. Um, and when, you know, like I said, we talked about his voice when he said, you know, I love the kids. I made them laugh. Oh, it's like Benny talking about the rabbits before, or Lenny talking about the rabbits before uh, George has to put him down. So sad. Spoiler alert. So sad. Well, I look. haven't read of Mice of Men. <laughs> uh, he says he loved the children, but not the mean freaks. We find out why. The other freaks are jealous. I, I kind of got the idea that these freaks wanted to molest the kids. Oh, yeah. They're absolute pedophiles. They said, I like it when they sit on our lap and do that wiggle thing. Why can't we have that job? Christ. Yeah, that's it's just absolutely horrifying. So they decide to run the clown out of town? By, by accusing him of, of what they, which he's obviously innocent. There was a little debate about that, but there's no fucking way Twisty oh, yeah. was diddling kids. Absolutely. There's nothing on screen to suggest that. Everything suggests the opposite. He's horrified at the suggestion. Yeah. Um. So, and it's really just painful to watch them pick him off, pick on him, and make fun of him. And he's trying to be good natured about it because that's how good he is. He doesn't get that he's being made fun of, and is trying to kind of laugh it off. 
And they said, you're going to go to jail. And he said, but jail's for bad people. I'm a good person. And he gets scared and runs off. I understand that these two dwarves um, were, like, high and drunk, and they just wanted to be assholes. I don't understand why all the other people around the bonfire went in, went on with that. I don't know. It's kind of I like mean, a mob he, mentality, right? Is it? He was a big draw. He was a nice guy. He's easy to get along with. Kept to himself. He wasn't a threat to any of your performances. So I don't understand why they would want to drive him off forever. Yeah. He, I wish there was somebody that would stand up for him. But clearly, this freak show is not as... Uh, not not yeah. not as common as, as Miss Mars. 1942 was a hard time. It was. <laughs> the the world's on fire. Uh, anyway, he explains the world travels around. Uh, his accusations about being a child molester. He couldn't be a clown anymore. He comes back home to Jupiter, but his mom had died. It keeps getting sadder. And here's the worst part. He sits in his little sad school bus, and he decides he has a plan to to turn the garbage to gold like Rumpelstiltskin. And I would buy all those toys. Those were so cool. If if he lived in in the land of Etsy, (laughs) he would be king. He's just he was just born several decades before the internet. And honestly, I think kids would love these toys. Yes. But the toy shopkeeper was freaked out because he's at this time wearing a filthy uniform. He probably smells the high hell. Yeah. He's trying to explain to the kid, and he's just scaring him. But the, that, like the little boat toy, yeah. was awesome. All that stuff was awesome. Mm-hmm. And instead, the shopkeeper says, "You're scaring the kids. You're one of those psychos that does things to kids," which you know triggers his. You know, he he kind of has a, a fit of rage, um, kind of despair that yeah. brings him to commit suicide, which yeah. he couldn't even do correctly. I feel like all of this could have been avoided if he were just smart enough to put himself in some people clothes. Yeah, or if he had someone, to, anyone to look after him, like like if his mom were still alive by the time he got sure. run off, yeah. Like think sad. about what how Forrest Gump would have turned off, turned turned out if his mom died before he made a ton of money and yeah. had some solid friends, you know, like Lieutenant Dan to look after him. Forrest Gump could have gone to dark places. That's true. Like uh, when Jenny died. Like when Jenny. I'm just gonna ruin all the classics here on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What are you? You turn into Netflix's spoiler jukebox over there? What the fuck? <laughs> you started it. I did not. <laughs> um, so anyway, this the shopkeeper coincidentally, well, not coincidentally, uh, <laughs> fatally turns out to be the Hanley's toy who gets murdered. He, he ends up getting his head chopped off later on. Yep. So it wasn't senseless murder. It wasn't quite senseless. So here's the thing. He said, I had one good idea at this point. And apparently he worked at Mrs. Mars Carnival because we see Jimmy kind of barking. And, and you can see the sadness and the desperation in his eyes as he's trying to – he's made a tin mask for his, his ruined mouth. And he's trying to offer his balloon animals. But he said, the, forget, the kids forgot they loved me. And the freaks keep stealing them. So I had to get him back. And I made the kids funny shows. And their parents were mean. And I gave him candy. And I got a pretty babysitter for him. You can see – because I I feel like that the shotgun blast did something to his brain where it turned him mean. Not not mean, but it turned him murderous. Like, I don't think that's a line he would have crossed. I'm trying to decide at which point he snapped. Like, I feel like it would have been more fitting if they had showed him trying and failing to work at the freak show with Jimmy before he shot himself. That's the thing. I feel like that... He they they gave him a shot, but Jimmy seemed like he was very kind of uncomfortable in trying to manage the crowd because he sees how bad the this guy is 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 freaking out the audience. But you're still being nice to him. 
Yeah. And welcoming. He said, we're all, you're all welcome here. And don't mind him. He's just a kook. But yeah, I thought it was handled well. I think that you're right, though, is you can see the beginnings of where he started to snap. And Do you think that's re- why Jim, one of the reasons Jimmy was so tight lipped with the cops, because he knew that Twisty was one of his freaks once and he was kind of like, because he didn't give him any information. No, absolutely not. I think that. Why wouldn't he? Say, oh, he's maybe protecting the freak show. Yeah, if he, yeah, I mean, if he us, knew, yeah, if he knew that that guy had, was kidnapping and murdering kids, he absolutely would not. It's just not his character. You saw how quickly he went to go save the kids that he saw. Plus, he didn't look like he recognized that clown when they had their face off. I just realized that. Well, At no that's point was, was there any glimmer of recognition. I don't know. So I think it was a very brief stint that Twisty had there. That's a guy you don't forget, though. And I, 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 I debate whether he did, because when Jimmy comes to, he's able to covertly observe a lot of these proceedings. I kind of think that there was a little bit of recognition there. I mean, maybe there was. And maybe that's Maybe that's why he went after the girl in the first place. He recognized Twisty and thought maybe he could... I don't know. It, that is kind of a little bit of a I plot think it's hole. just in Jimmy's character to be a hero. I agree with that, unless he's murdering cops. But <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit later, too. Edward says, I've met many Craven Killer. All of them could admit the blackness in their heart when their hour came, but you have caused the demon to weep. How do you interpret that? That they found a pure freak. I think that that... Uh, pure in the terms of innocence? Because... I thought he was condemning him, which surprised me after telling that story. But then when he said, you've made the demon weep, that seems like a very unique. Well, here's what sets his story apart from everyone else's, is that they all did bad things. They're not, they all have. Except for Paul. Right? Paul didn't do anything. They didn't? My man Matt wouldn't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, they made some bad choices. Okay. But they could admit that they were at their lowest point and they made some bad choices. And I think they were genuinely remorseful, except for Elsa. I think that she had quite a bit of vanity and was still very delusional. So I think he was going to claim her because of that. Right. And then he found Twisty and realized that he was just completely ignorant to his blackness. He was just all blackness now and he didn't realize it. So pure in the sense that he's undiluted, maybe? Yeah, and I felt like that it was almost an act of mercy what Edward did. Yeah. Like, you are in a hell. I'm actually, because when, um, when, when he, he says, you are the one, and he murders him in a fairly brutal fashion. But after he falls, he very gently says, come, brother, and join us. And when he rose up, his mouth is restored, and all the other dead freaks laid hands on him, like in solidarity. And accepts him, and it seems like it brought him a lot of comfort. So maybe Edward Mordrake is not the ghoulish person we think he is. Maybe he's actually rescuing the pure freaks, the freaks that are in anguish. That I th- that I think it's like a scales of justice kind of thing. Uh, the demon is driving him, but I think I don't know. Yeah, it's. I, but I, he seems he's the he's the speaker. Yeah, right, right. He's the interpreter. I you might be right that like if you did heinous heinous things then your your time with him is probably going to be torment. On the other hand, if you had heinous things done to you, he offers you a release and comfort. Maybe that's that's what it is. It's a it's a double it's a two-faced deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um quick question. Yeah, yeah. Where the hell did that skull cap come from? 
that that's that's one of the reasons I feel like that his story's not done. That we still have a couple of questions left. Uh, we saw that when he, he after his mouth was blown up yeah. and he is wearing a tin mask and he was working with for Jimmy, he still was wearing his little beanie, not this literal skull cap. Right. So, and that seems like he killed another clown and took that clown's head because it's got like clown like hair on it. Yeah, although I, that, could, I feel like that he could have probably done that post mortem. I don't think so. No? No, I, I honestly think that that was the way the hair was when he took it. Okay. That's just my interpretation. You, you mentioned um, that you feel like that maybe there was some things that didn't hasn't got to the screen. Maybe there's more story that these the well, episodes have been just, so fucking long already. Right. I feel like maybe um, they were going to expound on Twisty's story, but they left some things on the cutting room floor. Like between him leaving the freak show and him starting to kill people. Yeah. That maybe his first victim was a clown. Yeah. Who maybe took over his old job at the fair before or maybe I'm he was just making shit children. up that works for me i think <laughs> no stop it stop it no. twisty's a good guy <laughs> that's what i'm saying he he saw I a think, clown genuinely hurting children oh, and he murdered genuinely him. Hurting. i thought you said maybe, he started genuinely maybe hurting that was his first murder that could be it and then he took his head his hair but mm-hmm. i don't see why if some if it was a bad clown that he would want to take something from his and wear it as his own oh yeah, that wouldn't make sense even in the mind a of a good, simpleton that's a good point too um also, I wanted to point out that when Edward Mordrake shows up to Twisty, mm-hmm. Twisty is about to kill Jimmy with his shears. Yeah, right. When the police arrive, Jimmy is ready to attack someone with those same shears. Sure. Keep that in mind. Oh, okay. Uh, the dandy returns about this time to the school bus and finds Twisty dead, and he assumes the dead man's mouthpiece and seems to really get into it. Uh, then and he the, puts that disgusting thing on. Oh my god! Yeah. Can you imagine how many? Uh, no, no, I don't want to. I don't no, want I to. can't. I can't imagine the texture. There's not enough. The, the aroma, the antibacterial, flavor. anything <laughs> in 1950s to make that okay. Uh, so the cops then arrive in the distance to Jimmy's relief because he's like, "God damn, I might survive this thing against all odds." The police, it's it's early in the morning, and the police are interrogating Esmeralda and Jimmy. They seem really approving of what they did, and but Jimmy is kind of uncooperative and says, hey, I want to tell them about the real hero, which is Meep, who didn't deserve to die. He was a martyr, and he tells the cops that someone's going to pay for what happened. And And this story would be so much stronger if Jimmy hadn't murdered a cop. Yes. And I understand that he was trying to protect Dot and Bet. And there's only so much you can do with Meep's character. I understand that. But, but Bet you and did Dot, not illustrate any sort of connection that yeah. make me buy this. And, but, and, and that's the other thing is Bet and Dot apparently are a murderer. I wish that we found out that they, mom, mom was murdered by Twisty and they were blamed for it. Yeah, they're acting like they're all very innocent when they're all incredibly guilty. And, and I'm, a, I'm a Shades of Grey guy, but yeah. that's not what this is. No. This that's... is just their murderers, too. And murdering to cover up murders, and now it's he's... It's not okay that Meep died, but it's... I don't know. Yeah, Jimmy's not really a hero. I think he's a good guy. He's a good guy that just happens to he kill and pull well. blood. Yeah. He's twisty. Pretty twisty. Anyway, a mob then descends. Uh, Jimmy and Esmeralda ride back to the carnival, and they said, Hey, everybody, uh, basically, I... Uh, the, the curfew's over, and I saved the day. Elsa's pissed. She finds out Edward Mordrake did not, in fact, take her soul. And 
then a mob descends on a carnival, and you think things are going to go bad. But no, they're there to pay homage to Jimmy and shake his hand. And people are making brownies for him, and everything's going his way. They're making brownies. They're only eating some of them. Jimmy's making eyes at Esmeralda as Dot and Bet are making eyes at him. Uh, can you say square a love square angle? <laughs> Although Michael Guy uh, Guy had a better one. He said, "With Dot and Bet, love is always a trapezoid." <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, Dell stumbles out of his trailer and is conflicted by what he sees. What do you think is going through the large short man's dome? I am so hungover. <laughs> I don't know. I is it kind of amazing that the boy's doing right the boy's going to be that that something good has happened is he uh maybe he's finding the futility in himself that they drew this very large crowd and he wasn't anywhere near to help it yeah um his wife's over there enjoying the fruits of that yeah i don't know yeah she gets her little moment this episode to shine. When yeah, uh, I like that little hand flourish she did. That mm-hmm, was cute. Mm-hmm. I'm a lady and then some. <laughs> Miss Mars informs Dot and Bet that good news, got sold out crowd. Bad news, you've been demoted to opening as the warm-up act for the Pinheads. Bum, bum. Which they're about to get their outrage on when the huge... Russell Edgington shows up. His huge forked penis freak collector <laughs> self comes in and now introduces himself as Dick Spencer. Oh, sorry, Richard Spencer, <laughs> and says he's oh, a Hollywood Dick agent. I get it. Yeah, the Dick Splinter, Dick Splitster. Oh, two I was dicks. Like, dispenser, Dick. Dick Spencer. forks a lot. I think we can derive that. We've cracked yes, the code. There we go. Figured it out. <laughs> Richard Spencer's an anagram for Dick Split Splitter. <laughs> uh, Dick splits a lot. Danny comes home after a long night of. Very disappointing homicidal mania, failed homicidal maniac work. And Dora is writing his shit and calls him a maiden shade white boy who doesn't know how to wipe his ass because I clean your shitty underwear, boy. And Danny has enough of her bullshit, kills him with the sh- kills her with the shears that he couldn't possibly have. How? Because Jimmy had them last in the trailer. What if he just dropped them when the cops came? I don't. You think? Are you telling me that Dandy was still there when the cops came? He went inside the trailer and got the shares. Yeah, because that'd be a crime scene. Yeah, there's like, no that's possible not going way. away. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's a murder weapon. That among all the other things would have been taken away. We got you, Ryan Murphy. <laughs> we got you on the. I'm run. just saying it's not a big deal, but I got gotcha. you. You got you. You gotta. And he he kills Dora and really really likes it. Are you interested in the dandy as a villain going forward? Nope. Really? Uh, I think he's gross. Yeah, well, I, but that's not a prerequisite for, or that's not a non-prerequisite for being an effective American horror villain. And there's something interesting, I think, about a very beautiful man now being the lead villain in a show called Freak Show. I think that's pretty cool. I just don't find him interesting at all. Okay. I think he's just a spoiled boy, and he's got some sort of madness going on. I just don't find it interesting. Okay. That's my personal opinion. Do you think Edward Mordrake is coming back? No. Do you think Twisted the Clown is coming back? Nope. Do you think we'll get a flashback I think Twisted the Clown's not coming back unless Edward Mordrake... He's only coming back with Edward. And maybe they'll do some sort of 
Stevie Nicks remix in the finale, and he'll make a <laughs> surprise appearance or something. Like a Force Ghost. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi Force Ghost. Yep. Yeah, Ooh. I don't know. I feel like that, yeah, I know that Edward Mordrake's deal is he only comes back on Halloween. But I also feel like that there might be some kind of loophole with him being the pure freak. And he might be able to save, the, I w- he might be able to take a heroic turn later on in the season. Nah. All right. He's too simple. Okay. Uh, well, we have some feedback, but first, do you have anything else to say about the show? I, I don't want to rush you off. No, I'm done. I'm leaving. You okay. got this, right? <laughs> a little bit of bill paying. Hey, uh, there's a lot of different ways you can support Bald Move. Uh, the Amazon.baldmove.com link. Great way. Uh, it, it steals pennies right from Jeff Bezos' wallet, first and foremost. That's the most important thing. It sends us love, the second most important thing. And it doesn't cost you anything. And you still get all the same great services and products and pricing and shipping. It's a, it's a win, 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 win situation is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you'd like to straight up support us, you can go to support.baldmove.com. There's several different donation options, including Bitcoin. You can hire Jim or Aaron as your own personal dominatrix. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's not actually on the menu, but but do send us an email. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you can get them both at the same time. <laughs> Ultimate torture. <laughs> what do you think we do in these lunches with Jim and Aaron? Lunches with Jim and Aaron. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, patreon.com slash bald move. Uh, we've got a, um, a little web show me and Jim do. Well, this a is just, little web show? This seems hot right? as hell, doesn't it? It does. A little web show. Uh, we, have all of our pod- we have all of our podcasts streamed live, the Ooh. recordings, including the instant takes on Walking Dead, which is super useful. If you want to the, 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 get the freshest of content, that's the way to do it, patreon.com slash bald move. Also, subbable.com slash bald move, of course. If you want a custom podcast, if you want us to do a personal dedication to one of your sweeties, if you want to get physical goods like uh, uh, backer certificates and photographs and... Doggy uh, colors. What? Doggy colors. Doggy colors? Woof. What is that about? Dog collars? Dog collars. Oh, you're, no, stop it. No. Nope, I will not stop. Uh, you can go to subbable.com slash bald move and check all that out. Am I leaving anything off? Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. That's what yeah. you can do. If you, if, you, if you can't do any of that stuff, and I understand, money's tight, not everybody uh, digs Amazon, please rate and review us on iTunes because it's the best way that you can help us grow our audience. Yep. And we'd appreciate that too. You can mail us bags of your children's Halloween candy. It's <laughs> the final option. True. That would be appreciated. <laughs> Amy G starts us off on feedback, which, by the way, you want to get in on this, send it to AHS Alpha Hotel Sierra. At baldmove.com. Amy G says, Hey guys, thought you would enjoy this link. It's to a site called freakyou.com. And it's this. I'm pretty re- sure it's just freak. Really? It looks like it's freakyou. Well, freaky? Freaky? Freak. Freak. I, there's, it's hard to spell. It's, it's hard to give up because there's a lot of E's and freak. Q's and U's and E's and dots and coms. I'm going to put it in the show notes. <laughs> but what it is is an archive of a lot of uh, different carnival performers and freak show people. Mm-hmm. Um, conjoined twins. Uh, Wolf Boys. There's apparently a dude on there with two penises. Um, <gasps> Russell Edgington is on the website. He is. Also, like six months ago on Reddit, a guy did an AMA that has two penises. Wow. And it's amazing. And you added that to your wish list, too? <laughs> it's bookmarked. Uh, <laughs> she continues, I stumbled on this website many years ago while looking for info on John Merrick, the Elephant Man. 
It's filled with tons of very good stories for people that were involved in the old freak shows. And Cecily, I thought the same thing as you did when Stanley's pants came off. Two dicks! There's a guy on the website link above that had two of them, and I really hope that's how it plays out in the show. Thanks for great insights. Can't wait for next week. Thanks for backing me up, Amy. Sarah A. said, hey, love listening to your podcast. Even more than watching the show because it terrifies me. Really? I was on Facebook last night and I saw this. It's a picture of a guy who's already turned around and got a tattoo of Twisty on either his forearm or his calf. A I couldn't large really tell. expanse of skin that freshly shaved. <laughs> you show up to a date and you see this guy it's Twisty on the guy's forearm. Your uh, reaction? Nope, out of there. I thought it's going to be oh, a fuck on the first date. <laughs> no. So that's 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 a deal breaker. Yeah, obviously. You're you're interviewing people. You're interviewing employees. You glance over. Okay, and you, you have see a twisty. twisty. You have a twisty the clown tattoo on your forearm and or calf. What kind of person are you? Right. Explain to me. Right. <laughs> Put oh, yourself I'm, in the mind of I'm that person. I'm a huge American Horror Story fan. More than that. Yeah, no. You're a fan of clowns that blow their own heads off because they're so misunderstood, but they can't even. That's the uh, thing. He so got this tattoo goes- before Twisty got redeemed. Oh, well, I bet so he that's... feels real dumb now. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, so what? He's got a tragic backstory. He's actually kind of innocent. Ah, Shit. You're going to have to go to that one show where they fix the tattoos and You're turn a big it into... fan of clown murderers? Is that the kind of person you want to present yourself as? Yeah. The tattoo looks really good. It's very well done. Yeah, he's going to be on Tattoo's Mistakes and have it turned into the clown from It in a couple years. I can just tell. How's that better? I'm not saying it's... I'm, I'm just saying... It's worse because he's turned off by the idea that Twisty's actually kind of a good oh, guy. Oh, so he wants a bad guy. I misunderstood. Guy. Yeah, he okay. wants a really bad, really bad tormenting children clown. Yeah. Not an accidentally, mistakenly tormenting children clown. I realize you guys can't see this picture. It looks exactly like Twisty on human flesh. But I'm going to link it to the show notes, too. Okay, do it. Because that's, uh, that's what kind of guy I am. <laughs> Kelly BR was bursting to let us know, casting news, that Neil Patrick Harris has been cast to be on American Horror Story. And his husband? And his husband, David Bertka. I'm not actually going to tell their roles because that might be considered a spoiler. Oh, is it listed online, though? It is. It just came out. And uh, it's, it's you know, not much, but you can find it if you want. But I thought it's... What, what's your what's your reaction to NPH being on AHS? I love him. And I've seen him play a truly terrifying character in Gone Girl recently. <laughs> Oh God, yeah, yeah, I forgot about so that. I, I thought you're gonna, I thought you're gonna go with uh, a Doctor Horrible sing along blog. I'm like, ironically scary. No, if I were gonna go for that joke, I would say he was a truly horrifying character in How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> he he kind of he is. was. He was a womanizing asshole. Kind of is. Anyway, uh, she continues. Uh, Kelly Br. Uh, John Carroll Lynch needs an Emmy. I mean, they might as well pack the sucker up and send it to his house right now. I know the Emmys are politically driven, but so he probably won't get one. Cecily, surprisingly, American Horror Story does very well at the Emmys. What's your take on this? Does John Carroll Lynch take he, home an Emmy? He's been in four episodes. and He's been impressive in every one. Lights out in this one. He is. So what is that considered? That's not a co-star. It's like a star. guest spot. Which again? Is there an Emmy for that category? Yeah, don't you remember? Like Kathy Bates got nominated for it, uh, but they were co-stars. No, Kathy Bates was considered a guest star, I believe. Was she? She was in so many episodes. Or supporting supporting actress. I just know that American Horror Story got an improbable a n- number of guest and supporting uh, I nods. Think, yeah, I think he did really well. Uh, 
he's right. It's a political game. So it just depends on uh, Mad Men. This is Mad Men's last That's year to get things. it. So and, and they have always deserved all the Emmys. Right. So the I drama categories can't. are tough. John Carroll Lynch has blown away this character. Yeah. But so have all the characters on Mad Men consistently throughout years. Yeah, true. And haven't so, gotten shit for it. So. so I do agree. He does deserve it if he's not up against something better. <laughs> Speaking of uh, political, <laughs> that's a very political answer. Thank you. Uh, Lino RJ you can said... vote for me on November 4th. <laughs> Lino RJ said, I do think he, Twisty, is done. Didn't Murphy say in an interview that once you die in Freak Show, you're dead? That'd be pretty strong. I don't, I don't, I didn't read any of the pre, pre-season interviews, but that's what they're saying. Once you die in Freak Show, you're dead? Yeah. Because in the past few... Sure, sure. That's not been the case. Yeah, people have died and come back so rapidly that Especially I don't even in know. Coven or Coven. 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 Uh, They're just killing people left and right. I'm pretty sure most of the characters died two or three times. <laughs> sure. Uh, so whatever you say, Ryan Murphy, it's not going to be a musical show, but you're going to cast Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> well, here's the thing: like they could be dead. But a ghost, and he's still not violating his word. Once they're dead, yeah, you're dead. But yeah, you're a ghost. You're still dead. You're just a ghost. Oh, that's true. He's trying to take a page out of the old uh, Matthew Weiner book and just lie to us blatantly. There's That's always a possibility as well. Michael G. said, In one week, I was touched by the death of a man who was an accomplice to child sex trafficking and a serial killing clown. I might have to reevaluate a couple things in my life. You and me both, buddy. You and me both. Michael LL says, I'm not so sure about this episode. I think it's safe to call Twisty the Clown one of the best components of Freak Show, if not AHS as a whole. And they just cut him loose after four freaking episodes. You, you, can, you can say fucking on this podcast, I just, just, just so you know. <laughs> At the hands of the season's most misguided, convoluted device, Edward Mordrake, Twisty's been the driving force of this season's terror and conflict in general. Now he's gone, and I'm really sad. Do you agree with his takes on Twisty exiting too soon and Edward Mordrake being a misguided, convoluted device? Um, I don't agree with the Edward Mordrake thing. I think I would need you to elaborate on that for me to understand where you're coming well, from. Well, I can't. I, I, I read literally every word. I'm speaking to Michael right now. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'll see my way out of this A-B conversation. <laughs> um, I do think they killed Twisty too soon. I can't see them coming up with something better. So, I mean, they could have skipped an episode and not talked about Twisty. I mean, they could have put an episode in between each of his his episodes. So you still get four, but it's more drawn out story arc. But that's a honestly with with American Horror Story, you have no idea what they're going to do next. True. So they could come out of left field and bring you something better. So just hang in tight. It's a roller coaster ride, and let's just see where it goes, and we'll uh, we'll talk about it later, Michael. I like your idea about because I, I kind of agree with Frack and T's next take, but I like your idea of maybe spacing it out more because yeah. he says I don't think we'll see much of Twisty after this. It's good that he checked out early because he would have become more schlocky and less scary over time. And if you're thinking that AHS just killed the Golden Goose, think again. The core performers have always been the heart of the story, and they're firing on all cylinders right now. Twisty was a prelude. The dandy is now. What if Twisty's ghost came back and inhabited dandy? The dandy. You know what would be interesting? If he comes back at the, like the finale and dandy has been like on a year-long rampage 
and it's next Halloween, and Twisty comes to to end his murderous rampage. Edward Mordred comes back, bringing Twisty with them. Right. I think that would be kind of cool as a post script for the show. Uh, but I I agree. I feel like Dandy's pretty terrifying as a villain. I feel like that I'm with Fracken here, and that once you revealed his mouth, and you, all you had left was the backstory. There, what the, the more they put him on screen, it's kind of like the shark and Jaws. It's really terrifying. The less you see of him, it the was. more he's on the screen, the more we get used to it, and the less freaky it becomes. We had a lot of fun talking about and trying to speculate about what Twisty's backstory was. Why is he kidnapping these children? Why is he not killing them and he's killing other people? Um, I just thought and kudos that- for making that all very plausible. To them, like I, I buy everything about his backstory, and it makes perfect logical sense now. Yeah. So, uh, hey guys, it's Allison A S K A K A Little Picky. First, I am not. Who ha- calls you that? I believe you might have. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> First, I'm not happy with the current episode. I felt the backstories of Elsa and Twisty were ridiculous, and the ending of this episode sent my panties into a twist. No pun intended. I think you're I'm, being a little picky. I'm taking it <laughs> anyway. My uh, pictum slash mic drop goes as follows. Twisty, I can buy Twisty as a simpleton, no problem. However, we are led to believe that he runs off into the night away from his carnival because a group of angry midgets accuse him of bouncing children on his lap. This causes him to lose his shit. Wait, if you... I No, that wasn't I'm what gonna, caused him to run off. It was the threat of police right, coming to get but him. But I'm on a nitpick, her nitpick. Right. If you buy him as a simpleton, then why do you not buy that he can get... His, his 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 shit all twisted up over these people mocking him and and making fun of him. Yeah, and it was mind the games it was them. the entire group that was in on it too. Nobody made him think that that wasn't true. Uh, then he kills the toy store or story the toy store owner twenty years after he kicks him out of his store. So does this make the Has scared it been twenty years? I thought it it was ten. Okay. Yeah, because we're in fifty two, and that was this was in forty. Well, it was in forty three when he first got ran off. It was in forty two. Okay. I'm just saying it's been No, a I'm just it's trying to a, work through in my head. It's been approximately 10 years. Yeah, and it's 58 now? No, fifty. I think it's 52, and his story was taking place in 43. Okay. So uh, he says, so does this make the scared shitless kid the other man you killed in the store? No coincidence overload here at all. Well, uh, we don't know how much time passed between him getting run off from the circus and him deciding to strike out on his own and start making those toys. I mean, uh-huh. it could have been... A process over a year, or a couple years, maybe that he lived there and he made tra- a treasure yeah. out of trash. And I didn't get the fact that the scared shitless kid was necessarily the little coffee fetching twerp. I don't. That, I, that's an inference that I think it's fair to make, but I don't know that that's a, that's that's oh, absolutely no. Canon. I think they were just people who were shopping. Um, so I admit I felt sorry for Twisty for all two point five seconds. This incident promotes him to attempt suicide, which I will buy. But he survives a failed attempt at blowing his brains out with no hole in the back of his head. I'll give you that one, Allison. Yeah, that's that's fucked up. Now we're stuck with Dandy as Twisty. That one also sucks. That ending. So now the entire town accepts the freaks. Jimmy is the hero because he saved them kids. Brownies. I now feel the writers are fucking me without buying me a drink first. I feel like Dandy. AHS ruined my Halloween. (laughs) I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Can we get to Octo Hate? I hate you, I hate you. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I mean America works that way. Like mm-hmm. America is fickle as hell. Like you 
you saved me. I love you. What did you do for me to lately? Back to your hero. I mean, I set my standards way too high and you couldn't meet them. So now you failed me. Right. Right. I mean, right now, Mel Gibson is like radioactive in Hollywood. He's an anti semite. I'm pretty sure he's over. Mel Gibson is over. But he's one solid movie back away from being in the spotlight and all is being forgiven. That's what I'm saying. I think, I think. Michael Vick murdered dogs. And he's playing NFL. Ray Rice beat his girlfriend on camera. He will be playing football in two years. I guarantee you. Well, think about it. This is a much more progressive age. I'm saying right now, <laughs> at this point in time, I think we are progressing because they are okay. Uh, they are making a bigger point about trying to crack down on all this. I think that with the Woody Allen scandal and things like that, that mm-hmm. <laughs> those sort of uh, things aren't going to be overlooked in Hollywood. And you, would, you, I would hope. I would hope. And, uh, you know, and, and I, I mean, the people probably said that 10 years ago, probably said that 20 years ago, probably said that sure. 30 years ago. But Right. And there's, it's not all black and white. I mean, <laughs> Mel Gibson seems like he's a very disturbed individual. And he's over. <laughs> and he's over. Uh, she continues, Elsa's legs were cut off as part of a snuff film. Are you kidding me? I thought the writers would have made it more dramatic. Uh, Allison... That was pretty fucking dramatic. I was going to say, what is more dramatic than being drugged, chained, and having your legs sawed off? With a chainsaw. With a chainsaw. That is dramatic as hell. I'd um, Maybe have her jump on her... Oh, I get it. Maybe have her jump on her grenade to protect one of her sex slaves. No, because that would make her a sympathetic person. Yeah, and... I guess being drugged and having her legs chainsawed off is pretty sympathetic. But, I mean, it's not like she was... Just wandering down the street. Well, she wasn't being heroic. She was just, I don't know. You you got me all turned, twisted up in knots now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like like a snake eating my tail with my sympathy for her. You're right. No, she's not a heroic person, and I don't want to see her do something heroic in order to... I mean, she's a very vain person. Sure. That's who she is. Yeah. Allison... What hurt her most about having her legs torn off is that she couldn't perform because she had beautiful legs. Right. But, I mean, I get that. That's And she's not even willing to admit to who she is. She doesn't want to align herself with the rest of the freaks. Yeah. Air quotes. I, I don't think anyone there even knows that she doesn't have real legs. You might be right. Maybe Ethel, but Ethel. I don't even think that's true. Because remember when Ethel was comforting her that one night? She took her legs off after she left. Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't know that Ethel does, although Ethel's got a very weird stare <laughs> did, did Ethel die in between episodes, by the way? Uh, no, I think Ethel, Amazon Eve, and Ma Petite decided to just take the episode off. <laughs> they just stayed up a late night drinking. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I guess Ethel... They just slept in. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's hard work getting... Because she had Edward Mordrake visit her that night. Oh, she So did. that probably, you know, that's something... She was just, drinking heavily, wasn't she? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nathan P's got an opposite take. Touchy tribute to Twisty... Poor Twisty the Clown, taken from us too soon. He died so young, the innocent clown who always had a smile on his face, no matter what he got himself into. He always put the children first, aiming to impress and perform for them above anyone else. He tried to see past people's appearance, seeing what they truly are on the inside. It's the inside that counts. The Insides. man The man always had the childlike, a childlike outlook to life, a creative imagination for entertainment. What else can I say? Well, Twisty was always a good listener. He would have made a great partner in life, as his assistant can attest. Twisty was a man of the people, and his spirit will forever live in the hearts of everyone he touched. But just remember, he, he never, never touched, touched them. the kids. 
R.I.P. That was a beautiful eulogy. It was. It was. For an insane person. For an insane, psychopathic clown. And that is also a eulogy for this podcast because it is like Mel Gibson's career over. Please over it. Please send us feedback at ahs at baldmove.com. You can also participate in our live show watches on facebook.com slash baldmove. Super excited to have you. Thanks Don't for listening. Don't get yourself into too much trouble tonight <laughs> if you're listening on Halloween afternoon. <laughs> uh, but have a good and safe Halloween week, uh, weekend. And Enjoy that candy. Don't forget to send us most of it, though. And I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Good night. Good night.